Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I am very grateful to be here today. I am grateful that you are here with me today. I'm excited to dig into God's Word. Uh, Today, I think we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 4. There's one verse in particular that the Lord really put on my heart uh, this week, and I want to share that with you. But as I was reading the chapter, there were just a few verses that jumped out at me. So we are going to start at the beginning of the chapter. I don't know that we'll stay there, but we're going to start at the beginning of the chapter and read a few verses and see what the Holy Spirit does and see where he leads us. I always want to give him freedom to do what only he can and teach us and show us things that are in his word, that he is the only one that would be able to reveal it to us. And so That's what we invite him to do. That's what we want him to do. We want to be able to read his word, understand his word, and apply his word into our everyday lives so that we can live his word. So before we go any further, let's go ahead and pray and invite the Holy Spirit in. Lord, I am so grateful to be here today. I just love, uh, just love your word so much. And I know that the, the, the distractions that have been going on in my own life these last few weeks, uh, I know that they're always uh, there and it never fails when they are always there. There's something great that you're going to reveal to us or show us or that you are uh, in the midst of doing in our lives. And here comes Satan just trying to distract us and keep us from focusing on you. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, We just bind, we want you to bind all distractions out of our way today. Help us, Lord, for the the noise um, that goes on in our minds and in our heads and all around us, that it would not be a distraction. You are bigger than any noise that we could be listening to. Uh, For me, it's always traffic. I just live in an area where there's quite a bit of traffic. So when I sit down here and try to record, There is always a lot of traffic, but I know you are bigger than the traffic, so I'm grateful for that. I'm prayerful for all the others who may be listening, whatever their distractions may be, whatever may be going on in their lives that would be causing them to have a hard time just focusing on you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just touch their hearts in a special way today and help them focus on you. Give them a word uh, that they've never heard before a new perspective of what you can do in our lives through prayer and just how powerful prayer is. 
That's what um, that just came across to me in Acts chapter 4 as I was reading it. I just pray that you would help us to study that, understand that, be open to how powerful prayer is in our lives. Thank you again for being here, Lord Jesus, with us. Holy Spirit, again, I ask you to teach us and just help us to focus on you. Be with each person who is listening. You know what's going on in their lives. So whatever they need, your word says that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So that's what I'm asking for each person who's listening. You know what they need. I pray that you would supply that need through your word today, Lord. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. So let's dig into Acts chapter 4. There's so much meat in that, that chapter, so it's really just no use in me saying a whole lot. Let's just read it and then we'll talk about it. Um, as we read it, we will talk about it because I don't know that we'll get through this whole chapter, but it's just there's a lot in it. So um, it begins with, as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now, I think that's very interesting because you just have to know that any time uh, we begin to speak to others about Jesus and his resurrection, there's going to be someone or something that's going to try to come along and distract us or keep them from listening. Uh, so in this situation, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees, the Sadducees didn't even believe in the resurrection. So all of them were coming up to them. They didn't like it because Peter and John were teaching and preaching the resurrection. They were teaching and preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So anytime we as followers of Christ attempt to do that, um, we can be aware and be looking for some distractions and then just continue on uh, in whatever way the Lord opens up for us to. And you'll see how they, how you just couldn't, you couldn't stop Peter and John because of the Holy Spirit. And that's how I want us to be unstoppable and what we know to be true of our God and be able to boldly proclaim what we know to be true of our God through his word. Okay. Verse three. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. That's a lot of people who had believed. How amazing is that? Would that not be wonderful if we could speak the word of God today, be bold about it, be um, just have it so much in us that we can't, could not rest until we spoke it and the Holy Spirit moved in such a way to save that many people. We need a true revival, not only in our country, not only in our nation, but in our spirit, our own souls, ourselves. We need that kind of a revival. Um, verse five, on the next day, their, their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas, the high priest, was there, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of high priestly descent. Now, these were all the big guys. These were all the top guys that were standing there or in, in this place. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, by what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, 
As to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, I love that because they had just healed a man um, and it was not received well. Them healing people and talking to people about Jesus and letting them be known, it, it was not received well. Let's look at verse 13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter, and this is one that I really want us to think about here. Verse 13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Now, don't you want that in your life? Don't you want people to look at you and say, there's no great credentials that this person has, but man, you can tell she's been with Jesus. Or man, you can tell he's been with Jesus. That's what I want in my life. Doesn't matter how much schooling I have. Doesn't matter whether I've been to college or not. Doesn't matter if I have years and years and years of experience and whatever it is that I'm working in. None of that matters. What matters is that people can say she's been with Jesus and she's different. She's been with Jesus. I know she's been with Jesus and she's different. Let's look at verse 14. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in reply. But when they had ordered them to leave the council, they began to confer with one another saying, what shall we do with these men? For the fact that a, that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. But so that it will not spread any further among the people, let us warn them to speak no longer to any man in this name. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Now they told them, don't go out there and start talking about Jesus again. Now we have not been told that so much yet. But what would we do if we were told that we couldn't go out and talk about Jesus? There are a lot of places that we can't bring our Bibles that they would prefer. They would prefer that we not um, talk about our religious or spiritual beliefs. But what would we do if we were told that you cannot name Jesus's name? You cannot call on his name. You cannot name his name. You cannot in public in any way name his name. What would we do? That should stir us in our spirits because we don't know that there might not come a day when that will happen. There are places in the world now when, where that is happening. People are dying because of their faith. What would we do? Now, verse 19, but Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Now that is very important. What is your experience with the Lord Jesus? What is my experience with the Lord Jesus that will help me and allow me and enable me to speak boldly about what the Lord has done? 
in my life? What is my story with the Lord? What is your story with the Lord? People can argue facts with you all the, all day long if that's what they want to do. But no one can argue me out of my experience with my Lord. No one. Verse 21. When they had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them on account of the people because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. Now, how cool is that? They really couldn't do anything to them because the people were all glorifying God. The, the Lord had touched those people. We want people who are around us to have been touched by the Lord because of our relationship with the Lord, that they can see our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And not that they want to be around us or not that we have touched them in some way, but the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has touched them in some way after having been in our presence because we have been with Jesus. That's what we want. It's not about us. There's nothing so special about me. Nothing. And I know that the only thing that is special is my Lord Jesus. Verse 22. For the man was more than 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. When they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who, who by the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in this city, where there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. Listen to that for a minute. They heard, they completely and totally heard what they were what they were being threatened with and who was threatening them. They knew the danger of them continuing to speak the name of the Lord. And they went and they prayed. That is what we need to do. When we are surrounded by danger, when we are surrounded by people who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we are in situations and circumstances that are not conducive to us being Christians, we need to dig in even stronger then and pray. Because when we pray, there's power in our, there's power in prayer. There's not power in what we say. There's power in the, in the one that we are praying to. We have no power, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is power. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, there is power because we can speak to the Lord Jesus Christ who then goes to the Father for us because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us because we've accepted Christ as our Savior. Now, I want us to go down to verse 31. <clears throat> Because this is, this is the one thing that really hit me through this whole chapter. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Now listen, that is so important. And when they had prayed, they were just coming out of being threatened. They had just, the, the Lord Jesus had just healed a man 
through used them to heal a man. They had been taken before all of the the um, priests and all of the uh, higher ups, if you will, um, it, during that time. They had been taken before them. They had been told, do not speak of Jesus again. And they left and they told them, they said, whatever is right in your eyes, that's that's whatever it is. But we cannot help but speak of the Lord Jesus. That's what they said. And I love that they that they were bold in that. They're going to speak about their experience with the Lord Jesus and who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And then in verse 31 and when they had prayed. Now, I want you to think about that in your own life. And I thought about this all week in my own life. And when I prayed and just stop there for a minute, think about some times in your life when you prayed and you knew that you knew that you knew that the Lord Jesus was listening, that the Holy Spirit was giving you the words to say that he was right there with you. And when you prayed. I love that. And I don't want to forget that. I want to be reminded of that every day. And when they prayed. Now, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. Now, I want to think about that in a couple of different ways. One, the physical place where they were gathered together was shaken. Their prayers were so powerful because of their trust in the Lord, because of their love of the Lord, because of the strength that the Lord had given them, their prayers were so powerful. The place where they were was shaken. The place where we are when we pray should be shaken. Now, not so much physically shaken as as we can feel it shake, but where we are in our spirit, in our mind, in our heart, in our souls, in our thinking, it should be shaken. So I'm asking today, where are you and where you are needs to be shaken when you pray. Now, for me, this week, it has been a place of just sadness. I've been in a little bit of a sad place in my heart. For one thing, I just lost my my dog who died who had been with us for 16 years. So of course that made that made me sad. But then there are other things that are going on in our nation, in our communities, in my own family um, that that have just had me in a little bit of a sad place. So I want to go to the Lord in prayer with that. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I want to have my joy in the Lord. And scripture says that for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. There are things that we're going to have to endure in this life. Um, Scripture says in John 16 and 17, if you read it, chapter 16 and chapter 17, if you read those two chapters, he clearly lets us know that there's going to be trouble in this world. But that he that we are to take courage because he has overcome the world. He clearly says that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So when we begin to fill our hearts and our minds with scripture instead of the things that are going on in our lives, instead of fixating on the thing that's making us sad or confused or frustrated or hurt, Whatever it might be, if we can turn our focus from that and dig into the scripture and then pray when we pray, 
The place where we are gathered should be shaken. Now for me this week, again, it was sadness, but I'm talking about my thoughts, where the place where I was in my thoughts and in my mind and in my heart was shaken because I went to the Lord in prayer. And it was just amazing how the Holy Spirit would just just uplift me. And I know he will do the same for you. When we let go of the things that are trying to cause us distraction and cause us to turn away from the Lord and those things that are kind of keeping us in that place of sadness or um, heavy burden or whatever it might be, when we turn away from that and go to the Lord, when we pray, the place where we are should be shaken. It should be shaken. So the place where I was was shaken. And let's read the rest of that verse. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's what happens when we go to the Lord in prayer, when there is something going on, when they had just been threatened and told, do not speak of Jesus again. But they knew that they were going to speak of Jesus again. So there was that thing in them, the place in them that they had to take to the Lord and say, this place needs to be shaken. Now here, I believe the place where they gathered was physically shaken. But in our lives today, and to be able to apply this into our lives today, what does that mean for us? The place where we are, in our mind, in our heart, in our spirit, in the circumstances that surround us, it needs to be shaken when we pray. We should not go on our knees before the Lord Jesus Christ and then get up and be the same way. There's power in prayer in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit, in in God our Father. There is power in prayer. We need to tap into that and run to the Lord in prayer. Go to the Lord in prayer when we're threatened, when we're hurt, when we're upset, when there are things going on in our lives that we don't understand, when there are things that are happening that hurt us or shake us. Those things need to be shaken by us praying to Almighty God so that we can then be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if we are so filled with everything that is shaking us to our core, we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we pray and when that place that's in us is shaken and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then we begin to speak the word of God with boldness, with confidence. That's what we want to do. Now, whether that means that we're going to go out and speak the word of God with boldness to someone or in a situation or in a gathering, we may very well. But there are times when we need to speak the word of God with boldness to our own selves, to our own situation, into our own circumstances, into our own life. And that is what touched me so strongly with this verse. And I want to read it one more time in its entirety, and then we're going to close for today because that's a powerful verse. And I want you to take it with you as you go through this week. Read it. Meditate on it. Remember when they prayed, the place where they were was shaken. The place where they had gathered was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. That's my prayer for us today, that when we pray, the place where we are will be shaken and we will be filled with the Holy Spirit and we will go out and speak the word of God with boldness and confidence. 
Isn't that a powerful message in that verse? Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this verse has touched your heart the way it touched mine. And I pray that you will go out after you have prayed and after the place where you were has been shaken and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll speak the Word of God with confidence. That's my prayer. Thank you for listening to me today. Don't forget to visit the website www.walkmyfaithwithdiana.com. Download the podcast. Review the podcast. Know that I'll be lifting you up and I am so grateful for each and every one of you. God bless you. And we'll see you again next week.